Hey everyone, if you haven't heard the news, the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast Discord server is now open to all listeners. If you'd like to come join the community and game along with the rest of us, check out the link in the podcast description. We'd also like to ask you to consider supporting this independent podcast by becoming a Patreon supporter. If you head over to MultiplayerSquad.com, you can help support the show starting at $5 a month, which will get you some awesome perks, and it'll help ensure that the podcast continues moving forward. We really do appreciate all the support and the love from all of you. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and thank you for joining us here for the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. As always, we are excited to bring you a family-friendly podcast on our favorite hobby, which is, of course, gaming. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate us five stars, and leave a review. Also, if you like what we do here, please consider supporting the show. You can do that either by subscribing on Apple Podcasts for $3 a month or on Patreon starting at $5 a month, which will get you some awesome perks like two extra quick take episodes every week. You can find our Patreon page by visiting MultiplayerSquad.com. I am your host, Paul, and I am joined here, recording on this Father's Day evening, by the second best father that I know, trailing only Ethan Mars from Heavy Rain, it's Josh. Oh. All right, I got really excited <laughs> when you said that, and then you brought in Ethan Mars, and I went, yeah. that guy's, like, he got his kids killed, man. Like, <laughs> he only got one killed, Josh. He saved the other. Didn't we? Several months ago, we had a video game draft and tournament, and didn't we vote Ethan Mars the best video game dad? No, we completely trolled you for nominating <laughs> Ethan Mars as a good video game dad. I don't. I don't know that being second place to that guy is a is a compliment, Paul. <laughs> it's a low bar, is this I what you're see, saying? Josh, he, he cut off one of his own fingers for his son. I mean, come on. What what more do you want from a dad? Yeah, but he got his kid killed. And then he went right. into like binge drinking blackouts and got his other kid <laughs> kidnapped. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So maybe Ethan Mars is not the I thought you were gonna say like Father's Ethan Day. Winters, and then I was like, <laughs> you know, that guy went a long way <laughs> to try to save his kid. He did. It, it's interesting how there are a lot of dads named Ethan in the gaming world. There's there really are. Is quite that like a, few. a dad name? If your if your name is Ethan, does it like predispose you to to people thinking like you're a dadly type? It it must be. There, there must be something like twenty to thirty years ago with people being named Ethan or something because <laughs> it really does seem to pop up all the time. So, uh, I know that this episode is not releasing until Thursday, because we record these a few days early, so I know we're a little late for you guys listening, but we do want to extend a happy Father's Day to all of our listeners who are fathers. We also know that it can be a complicated holiday for a lot of people if they have fathers who are no longer with them, or if they have complicated relationships, and if that's the case, then hopefully this next half hour will be, you know, just some fun. We're going to chat about gaming, we're going to have a good time. And since today is Thursday, this is a Twig episode for This Week in Gaming. We always kick things off by talking about what we've been playing this week. So, Josh, together we've done some gaming for some things we're going to cover here on the show. Have you had any time to play anything else on top of that? I have not. I have only been playing the game (laughs) that shall not be named until we talk about it on the show, Paul. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I honestly, yeah. I, I, yeah, I really haven't. I, 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 my, my weeks of floating around to eight different games at once, I think have tapered. Yeah. We, we've You've got some really down. good releases coming up this week, which actually will be released very soon. One of them will already be out and the other <laughs> one will. I had to look at my calendar because I'm like, wait, what day yeah. is Thursday? Um, and one game will be releasing tomorrow that I'm really excited about. So I think those will keep us busy for a little while, too. Yeah, I feel like this summer there's a lot of stuff coming out. And, and that's something that we might touch on here later in the episode. Uh, I have also not had really any time to game outside of what we're covering on the show because I've just been swamped with work. What's funny is that my wife and my three-year-old just flew out early this morning actually to go visit Todd, who many of you know as the uh, previous host of the multiplayer podcast. So I think here in the next few days, I should have more time since I won't have quite as many parenting duties. And uh, Nikki's actually spending some time with Todd right now. So that's pretty neat. I will shirk my parenting duties so that you and I can play a game that we're going to talk about here (laughs) a little bit later in this episode, Paul. Yeah, yeah, because we got one release that comes out two days from the time of this recording, so we'll have to squeeze in all the time that we can while uh, we have the opportunity. All right, so we don't have a whole lot to update as far as what we've been playing, so we're going to spend the rest of our time here in this episode about recent gaming news that dropped this week. Now, last Thursday when we covered This Week in Gaming, we were actually at the midway point of E3, So we had a lot to talk about, but we definitely still have a lot of loose ends. The Nintendo Direct stuff had not yet occurred. We've had some other follow-up from Microsoft and Bethesda. So we're going to wrap up some E3 news, and if time permits, then we'll also cover a little bit of non-E3 news. But Josh, I thought we could start off by talking a little bit more about Microsoft and Bethesda. I'm pretty excited to talk a little bit more about Halo Infinite. I am too, and I will say this. If you remember, I think last episode, actually, and and I know like in our server, I made the comment that there was nothing about the recent gameplay that they did at E3 for Halo Infinite where it really grabbed my attention. I was just, I think my words were, eh, you know, like, eh. And then I watched, they did a very good, like, 12-minute, kind of multiplayer breakdown on some of the stuff that is new that they've been working on why the infinite multiplayer is going to be so great if you haven't watched the video look it up it's just halo infinite multiplayer breakdown i think is what i searched for but did you did you see this did you watch the video i did i watched the full 12 and a half minute video and i right off the bat i started laughing because i could see the top youtube comment while the video was loading and they said, I couldn't help but notice the bags under every single person's eyes. <laughs> 343's really gone through a lot in the last oh, no. year. Uh, and I immediately, the first person right off the bat, giant bags under their eyes. And it, it did make me chuckle. But yeah, we got tons of updates on Halo. It. I, I take back what I said, man. I think it looks great. I am actually pretty pumped for Halo Infinite multiplayer. They, did, they haven't really gone into the campaign a whole lot, so I can't really make any judgments there. I love the fact that it's going to be free. That is going to open it up to, I mean, anybody that wants to play it, which is which is awesome. But when they started breaking it down, I started noticing little things that I hadn't noticed before. Oh, yeah, like what? Like just the speed of play. I don't know if it's like Master Chief Collection was just kind of janky, like it didn't port or update very well. But 
I mean, the gameplay they were showing off was easy 120 frames a second. So everything was buttery smooth. They had the cool, like, um, gadgets that you can use, but you don't mm-hmm. use them the second you pick them up, like run over them. You can actually like trigger when you want to use them, which I thought was great. Um, they were showing, you know, the, of course they demonstrated the grapple hook. I get it. Everybody wants the grapple hook now. Um, but the, like the guns, I did not see aim down sights. But the speed of the game playing kind of made up for that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of reminded me of something that I think I forgot about. And that's that Halo Infinite or Halo has always, the multiplayer has always been that arena type shooter. Right, exactly. Not, not your you know more recent like shooter mechanics, right? And I think... I forgot about that just because of Overwatch and the Battle Royales and all these different like shooter mechanics that have come out in the last like 15 years. But it's like Halo was an arena shooter. It harkens back to the days of like Quake and Unreal Tournament and stuff like that. And I think I forgot about that. And so when I kind of put it back in that mindset, because they talked about that, right? They said, hey, what are the roots of Halo multiplayer? And one of the guys with the bags under his eyes goes, (laughs) goes, you know, Halo always had its roots in that arena multiplayer. And I kind of went, yeah, it is an arena shooter. And that kind of helped me put my mind in the right mindset. But then I noticed the graphics actually looked really good. Like there was a lot of reflections. There was a lot of little things that I saw a thread on Reddit or something where this thread blew up because when a guy dies, he drops his gun and his grenades and his armor and they all spark when they hit the ground. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you saw that or not, but it was like people lost their minds that like sparks came out when the guy landed, but that's (laughs) it's little touches like that, that you don't necessarily notice but have shown that, yes, this is an updated, like, graphically pleasing game, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of funny because you had told me, because you saw the video before I did, and you said that it was really getting you pumped for Halo. And I did uh, not just chuckle at the YouTube comment, but I did also laugh because I thought this was one of the funniest statements, is that they said, while making Halo Infinite, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, but they said, we wanted to recognize what made Halo great in the past, but we wanted to modernize it and make it a little bit different. And I was like, okay, that's what you would say about any sequel. I don't think they're saying anything of value. And so I was really curious about the rest of the video. But I I did like that they did add a couple of things that are supposed to add to the tactics of multiplayer. I don't know how effective it'll really be because they said... Like in previous Halo games, everyone would just rush to the sword or the sniper, right? That was oh, how yeah. everyone played. This time around, they're really evolving the tactics because now you can go for the power weapon or for the grapple hook. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know really how much tactics that adds, <laughs> but they did kind of highlight, you know, are you going to go for the bigger weapons for the kills or a grapple hook where it'll better flank the enemy or maybe get to a control point behind them? You know, so I don't know if it's really going to evolve the tactics quite as much as they said in the video, but I've already been pretty pumped about it. I think the action looks great. As you mentioned, animations look great. Very fluid movement. I do think it'll be great. What's interesting is that the aim down sights is apparently quite the controversial topic. I did not know this because I didn't really play Halo 5, but Halo 5, they implemented ADS, and I guess the community almost universally rejected it. They hated so it because they wanted 
all hip fire Why? like old Halo. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't understand. I get the, that you have the reticle on the screen. I get that. And so if you have a reticle, like in, in essence, you don't need aim down sights, but mm-hmm. it's that. It's that like aim down sights gives you better control of your weapon. It kind of gives you that little, you get that mini zoom when you aim down sights, you, you know, you get the more precision firing, like it's more realistic, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. so the, to me, there's so many benefits to it, but I think after seeing the fluidity of the game and the speed at which it's running and that the graphics actually are pretty nice now, I think I'm willing to forgive the no aim down sights thing. Mm-hmm. In theory, I, I don't know how much it's going to bother me. It's, you know how, like when you come from a game where like the shift button is sprint, right? Yeah, Every yeah. time we play a game where we run around sprinting and then we go into overwatch, I hit that left shift button so many times trying to sprint uh-huh. and I'm <laughs> right. just spamming. Heal me. I need healing. <laughs> I need heal. And I don't realize it because my brain is just wanting to sprint. And then I'm like, these healers hate me, man. <laughs> like, I'm not actually, I promise I'm not trolling you. I just am accidentally pressing this button. And I know it's going to take me weeks in Halo Infinite to not right click and try to aim down sights all the time, man. Yeah. Now, I am not like a Halo historian. I remember playing an awful lot of Halo 1, 2, and 3, and those were really the only entries that I played. So I was reading a couple of Reddit comments, but apparently there's a whole explanation in Halo that they have smart link technology, so you don't have to look down sights because the technology... (laughs) Then why does the battle rifle not have that? I, I know, I know, right? So apparently in Halo Infinite, it will be mostly hip fire. It looks like, at least on some weapons, you do get a little bit of zoom when you do. It's not aim down sights, but you get a little bit of that zoom in. And um, I'm excited to try it out. I mean, I'm I'm pumped to play it. It's, it's free. free. What, like, what, no, yeah, what can go wrong? No right? risk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, you know, they, they did this whole showcase on the cosmetics part and stuff like that, too. Couldn't care I less. Could, I could not care. <laughs> I could yeah. not care. What, they, they did but the Josh, whole thing where you're AI. You can, you can change your shoulder pads to whatever you want that. in this game. It's the and knee the knee pads. pads. <laughs> they scrolled up real slow over the guy's knee uh-huh. pads. And I'm like, come on. Like the Shogun armor, like they showed the samurai armor. Like, okay, that was pretty cool. I did like that. I just don't care about cosmetics. I I know there's people out there that do. But it's it seems to me, it seems wasteful that there's people that have to spend all this time developing all of these different you know, the guy went on and on. He, I kind of tuned out at that point because I don't care. But, you know, it's just I, that time could be better spent on other places, in my grumpy old opinion. <laughs> Wait, are you telling me that when you want to express yourself, you're not looking to do it through shoulder pads and knee pads? And knee pads? Halo? No, no. I want to express myself <laughs> with a shotgun to, to your face while I'm running Fair around enough. the map and then teabagging you. That's how I express myself. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so oh, it'll be interesting. It's free. I, that part's great. I, like, what can go wrong, right? I did actually sign up for the oh, what do they call it? The the beta thing, but they call it something dumb to make you sound cool when you sign up. The for something it. program, I, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was called. something like yeah. that. But I did sign up because I would like to actually get into the beta and see what the gameplay is like at that point. Yeah, I'm pumped. I, I would love to have it in our rotation of games to play. I really hope that it works well. This episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast is brought to you by the Blizzard Gear Store by Fanatics. 
If you're a long-term listener of the show, you know how much we love Blizzard games here. We even have Overwatch as our number one game on our leaderboard. And I've got great news for you guys out there. You can actually help support our show by purchasing Blizzard gear through MultiplayerPodcast.com forward slash Blizzard store. There is clothing for men, women, and children. There's collectibles, toys, so much stuff to browse through and look at. I was taking a look and saw you can order a replica of Genji's sword that you can hang on your wall. There's Lego sets, Diva onesies. What more could you guys want? So please check it out at MultiplayerPodcast.com forward slash Blizzard Store. Now back to the show. And then we had one other game related to Microsoft and Bethesda that we wanted to briefly talk about. And this is a new IP that is coming out in the summer of 2022. And it's a little game by the name of Redfall. This game looked cool. I didn't, I, somehow I missed this and I'm pretty sure that somebody, so I'm sorry, whoever you are mentioned Redfall to us in, in the Discord and was like, Hey, you know, what'd you guys think about Redfall? And I don't think we responded at all because I didn't know what they were talking about, but I did. This game looks cool. Now it's funny that the Outer Worlds 2 dem or trailer mocked yeah. all of these games. That uh-huh. have these these big long animated cinematic trailers with the slow motion shots and the this and that and your quirky characters and the but then they're like they only do this because they don't have any gameplay to show. Yeah, and Redfall <laughs> did the exact same thing, so that did make me chuckle. Committed every single one of those sins, <laughs> right? Yes, you know, yeah. and, and so but this is a it looks to be a four player co op shooter. Against vampires, um, yeah, you know, it looks a little like Left for Dead. It Let's does look like Left for Dead. And then I'm like, dude, Back for Blood's coming out now. That's going to come out this year. This game's not slated to come out until next summer, so it's a year away, barring any delays. It looks like the characters have these cool abilities, which is very neat to me. I love character-based shooters. I think that's great. I, you know, Outriders. Even though it, you know, it's buggy, they're trying to improve it, but I loved the abilities in Outriders. So if you could do that in a co-op shooter game again without all the bugs and everything, I'm in. Right. You know, at that point, but they just, there's no gameplay. So I don't know. I don't, we don't know anything about it. The trailer looks super cool. Yeah, we don't really know what to expect. They do highlight four different characters and it being co-op based. I think everyone went straight to Left 4 Dead. The one thing that hints that it might be a little different is that they do say you can choose your path when taking the fight to the vampires. So I don't know if that means it's a little bit more open world, or maybe it's almost like a planning phase where you decide where to attack. It does look a little silly. It's very campy. And I think this is designed more for people who already love vampires. And just personally vampires have never really been my jam like do you find vampires interesting dude vampires are so like much them? cooler than zombies oh like, I'm exactly D&D, the opposite i'm a DD nerd though back in like uh-huh. you know back in the DD day you didn't want to come across a vampire man those things would jack you up like vampires sure. in dungeon dragons are super strong zombies are your mindless oh super easy to kill these things right like, but vampires they're bad <laughs> <laughs> so, they are yeah i mean i'm with you there like i understand we're talking that. about your twilight vampires here paul <laughs> they, they're not, you know no sparkles on these guys 
Mm. So, Twilight yes, meets I've, Left 4 Dead. I've always thought vampires are cooler than zombies. All right. I've always been more of a zombie guy, so I am much more excited about Back for Blood. I want to see what Redfall offers that is different. I'm assuming they're not just looking to make a clone of Left 4 Dead, so I just don't know what that we gotta have gameplay. Is. We gotta yeah, have we gameplay. That's I, I, look. It was a cool trailer. They did a very good job. It, it's like watching a trailer for a movie, but then you don't have any idea of the plot or the characters or anything. I, trailers mean very little to me unless I can actually see gameplay involved, and then I go, "Okay, this has got me excited." You can have the coolest trailer in the world, and then you show me the gameplay, and it's. You know, third person, isometric, crappy graphics, janky, whatever. And then I'm just like, oh, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of gameplay, you know, let's talk a little bit about Nintendo Direct because there are two games we wanted to touch on, and both of them we did get some gameplay footage. The first one is what we're just going to keep calling Breath of the Wild 2. There's no official name yet because apparently Nintendo says it's a major spoiler. Now, they're going to release the name of the game before (laughs) the game releases, so I don't know why it would matter, but they're still holding it close to the vest. They're not going to let us know, but what would you think about the Breath of the Wild sequel? Hey, it's been a long time coming. Everybody's been clamoring for gameplay on this. It's Breath of the Wild. You know, I got very good vibes from it. Um you know, it's not been graphically enhanced at all from what I could tell. So I don't know how long ago similar. Breath of the Wild came out, like three years ago, maybe four. I don't know. But anyway, you know, you kind of hope for that, like graphical improvement. But, you know, whatever. Breath of the Wild was a beautiful game anyway. Um, But yeah, they showed like Link's got some cool abilities, man. They showed him like melting through rock, like climbing up and then he like turns liquid and then he oozes up out of the rock, which I thought was super neat. Um. You know, it it looks great. Honestly, it's everything that Breath of the Wild was with a little bit more. It wasn't a lot of gameplay, so it was very difficult to kind of really get any kind of feel for it. Yeah, it was pretty short, but it's definitely going to be a lot more vertical. I feel like that you can take to the bank because they show Link flying in the sky. You see floating islands. A lot of people are assuming that this game will tie in somewhat with Skyward Sword because that's being re-released on the Switch. And so people are saying that's probably not a coincidence. Maybe that'll help inform Breath of the Wild 2. And yeah, on top of the ability that you mentioned, where you can kind of like warp through the rocks, you also see Link with a giant flamethrower attached yeah, to his arm. Yeah, that thing was weird Shooting looking, fire. Man. I know, that, yeah. I mean, it was kind of cool. And then he's got like a mechanical arm. Yeah. Like, so did he get his arm chopped off? It, there must be something with different arm attachments that you're going to be able to swap in and out and probably find okay. an upgrade in the game. But let me ask you something, Paul. If I sure. came to you with a super cool prosthetic arm and I said, look, mm-hmm. you can shoot flames out of this. You can shoot grappling hooks because, you know, everybody loves grappling hook, right? Yeah. Okay. How are you going to use that prosthetic arm? You're going to look at me and you're going to go, Josh, but I have two arms. Uh-huh. Right. And then it's going to be, oh, yeah, this only works if one of your arms is missing, Paul. <laughs> Sure, take my arm. So what happened to Link's arm? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just something that you outfit over his arm, or maybe he loses it. We do see that one of his arms is, like, all corrupted by something. So there's, like, all kinds of wild theories already running rampant on Reddit and on Twitter. One of my favorite ones that I saw is that they noticed that 
the character model that's on the ground seems to be a little bit different from the one in the sky. And so some people are already banking on the character on the ground. They're just disguising it as Link, and it's really a different character model. And so a lot of people think this might be the first time you play as Zelda, which would be rather interesting. See, I saw a fan theory that said they think that you get to play as Ganondorf. Like before he goes evil or something? I saw that one too. That one was pretty cool. Like that one would be neat. Now, I don't know. It's just a fan theory. But man, that would actually be a pretty cool twist at that point. Yeah, we really don't know anything beyond that. I just know that this is one of those must-buys for me. Oh, 100%, man. Zelda's in that category. I don't care what it is. I'll buy them and I'll play them. They're they're not all fantastic, but they're all at least worth playing. They're all well worth playing. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you on that one. They didn't even announce a release date, did they? 2022? No. 2022. Yeah, I think we don't even have a name yet. We don't. We don't have a release date. I think I saw a follow up article where they pretty (laughs) much said, "Hey, this ain't happening this year, but it should happen next year." Yeah, at that point. But yeah, and then I don't know if you're excited about this next game, Paul. But Metroid Dread. Metroid 5 slash Metroid Dread. This one we do have a release date. You don't have to wait that long, Josh. This is exactly what we say. We say release the info just a couple months prior. This one comes out on October 8th, and this is a direct sequel to Metroid Fusion. Josh, can you guess the year that Metroid Fusion came out? 2002. 2002 is correct. <gasps> came out on the Game Boy hey, Advance. Was it really? Dude, out yes. of all the years, <laughs> you nailed a it. complete guess. I sounded so professional right there, Paul. It's been 19 years, Josh, for this sequel oh to come out. Goodness. And not only that, Metroid Fusion was a sequel to Super Metroid on the Super Nintendo, which came out in 94. This is like an entire lifetime that you have to wait to play these sequels for wow. Metroid. Yeah, I don't remember Fusion, to be honest. I, man, I remember Metroid. I remember Metroid Prime. That was Super one on Metroid. Yeah, and I think that's mm-hmm. honestly the only ones that I remember. But I'll tell you what, this is a good-looking Metroid game. Now, I do like the fact that they let on why they call it Dread, because there's these crazy, apparently impervious robots that will start chasing you through Mm -hmm. a level. And I think that's where the whole Dread thing comes from, because now, instead of just playing Metroid and trying to work your way through, there's going to be what looked to me to be pretty incredible chase scenes. Right. And I got a sense of dread right away. So it works. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I talked about this when we did a Never Have I Ever bonus round episode. I have never played a Metroid game. So my question that I wrote down was, should I care about this? You should. You should. (laughs) Because Metroid has always been, it's it's a great 2D side-scrolling exploration type game, right? Like, um harkens back a little bit to resident evil like when we talked about it on that episode where you will find an item that will then allow you to go back to different areas of the map and you traverse Mm -hmm. them or uh bloodstained right you know how bloodstained did this very well where you see the little metal plates and you know the silver plates and you have no idea what they're for you just know that you can't get through this little narrow area in those plates so then when you defeat the boss that gives you the ability to shoot yourself into the light. Now you can go through that part, right? That was always Metroid. 
So yeah. you had to learn these abilities. You had to find these things throughout the map so that you could then go to these new areas and stuff like that. Um, and that's, I, I think, Met, honestly, you love Castlevania stuff. I, I really Metroid do. would be yeah. right up your alley, man. A hundred, it really would. I really don't know how Metroid passed me over. I, I know nothing about Metroid lore. I know that Samus is a woman and that was, uh, like a shock at the end of one of the Metroids. I don't even know which the initial, one. Actually, yeah. Was it the first one? Yep. All right. I mean, it does look neat. I thought that it looked fantastic. I love platformer elements and, you know, I know it's named after Metroid, but these Metroidvania kind of games, I, I, it, it piqued my interest. I think I'll wait and see price wise what we're looking at, but it, it here's does a good look example, Paul. Think Castlevania meets Mega Man. That okay. is Metroid. Well, now you're talking. That now is talking Metroid. I, that's the easiest. Like, <laughs> if you've never played them, that's the simplest way that I can describe it. Because you do get new abilities. You 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 know, it's the 2D platformer type thing, but with the like upgrade system and exploration of like Castlevania and stuff. Ah, gotcha. All right. Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking my language. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm then, pretty excited about this one for, you know, you guys, uh, you know, the switch has not always been my console of choice, but I will, I'll be playing Metroid dread for sure. Okay. Well, yeah, you don't even have to wait too long. You'll get in just a couple months and then, uh, we're gonna have to wrap up the show here, but I did have one piece of news that I did not share with you before, Josh, it, you probably saw it, but it did make me chuckle. Rockstar Games tweeted that GTA Online for PS3 and Xbox 360 will officially be shut down on December 16th. I saw Did that. Did you know you could still play it on... I had no idea. Who it's, knew? Those are such old systems. What's the loading time on an Xbox 360? <laughs> it must be four days. Like I, I think once say, you get in, you just don't quit because it takes so you long. You just leave it running forever. Because yes. <laughs> I had no idea that you could even play that on those systems anymore. I get it. Hey, we don't want to try to have to support this old architecture and hardware and stuff like that. I mean, if you're playing on it and this is super sad to you, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But from a developer standpoint, like, that makes complete sense to me. You have to stop at some point, man. <laughs> like, guys, <laughs> we're not going to let Atari play this game anymore. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, GTA came out in 2013. So I think this is probably the only game that spanned ps3 ps4 coming out on ps5 it's pretty incredible that it had that long of a run but that did make me laugh and then also we can spend just a a brief minute here on outriders do you want to tell the people about some changes we're seeing there the people have been screaming at the devs i mean just screaming at the devs number one for how buggy this game still is they keep saying they're going to fix stuff and it's not fixed this has just been a comedy of errors to be honest and it's a shame because outriders is a phenomenal game at heart but the devs have really goofed this so after people and myself i spent dozens and dozens of hours trying to get the helmet that would complete the set that i wanted to do and you know paul you were there i could never get this helmet to drop ever And so I just finally, I was like, I quit, man. I give up. I'm not playing this game anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So after everybody screaming at the devs, the devs finally came out and they said, okay, guys, we're going to double the legendary drop rate and we're going to make it so that you don't get as many duplicates for legendaries as you did before. And that is a great system. I loved what they did with the last thing you just mentioned. They're calling it an anti-duplication system. 
And what it means is that if the drop randomizes to a piece of legendary loot you already have, it'll do a second roll, and then that's it. So if that one's still a duplicate, you get a duplicate, you but it makes it a little more likely yeah. that you'll get something new. Yep, exactly. If you just if you got bad luck, hey, that happens. That's part of games like that, right? It's just that it when bad luck becomes frustrating because there's no system in place, that gets frustrating, and that's a bad place to be. So, yeah, I, I mean, good for them. I think Outriders is going to be a, an absolutely phenomenal, well-polished game sometime in the future. I don't know how far out that is, um, but, it, it, you know, yeah. Once they fix all the bugs and they fix the loot drops and release some more DLC, we're back in. Yeah, I mean, the game is still going to need some DLC and some new stuff to go through, but at least from a loot standpoint... That seemed to me to be kind of the perfect solution. So I I definitely got to give them props for that. Uh, Last thing that I'll mention here before we close out the episode is that we do have two releases that are very much in the center of what we're looking at. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We have Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance, which will already be out when this releases. That came out on the 22nd. And we have Mario Golf Super Rush coming out on the 25th. I don't know how we're going to juggle so many games, Josh. It's going to be a challenge. It's it's a good thing we're a gaming podcast, Paul, because, you know, <laughs> daddy's got to go to work. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep, yep. And with my wife and daughter out of town, I'm going to have to get as much early time as I can on Dark Alliance. But I'm just excited that we'll have plenty of stuff to play because those are both multiplayer. Which Which game are you more excited for, Paul? Dark Alliance, for sure, to be I'm- honest. Even though I think Mario Golf, I think, will probably be the better game. I feel like golf games are fun, but they I kind of burn out on them after a bit. I'm really hoping Dark Alliance is worth playing. I think Dark Alliance... I'm, so here, we have... Again, neither game is out, right? So here's my predictions. We'll make official predictions. I think Dark oh, Alliance... I think it's going to... I think it's going to get slaughtered. You think it's going to get slaughtered? I think it's going to get slaughtered. I think it's going to yeah. be a lot of fun for a short period of time. <laughs> and then I think it's going to be like, this game's really not polished super well, or it's going to get repetitive really quick. Uh, we'll see. I don't know how much you can rely on the famousness of the characters that are in that game. Right. But we'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm really looking forward to playing it, but I don't know how well that game is going to do from a critical standpoint. <laughs> I feel like the user score on Steam is going to be in that 60 to 65% range. I hope oh, I'm wrong. I hope it's you're just wrong. a guess. Mario Golf, you know everyone's going to love. I mean, Nintendo doesn't mess up those kinds of releases. You can't really make a bad golf game like that. So yeah. I- I'm more confident in it, but we'll see. Yep. Well, I'm sure we'll review both. So <laughs> we will uh, probably we'll find out here soon enough. Yeah, Mario Golf might be our first Switch entry that we actually I'm cover down. on I'm the I'm down, show. Paul. I, I, I'm willing to put my <laughs> golf skills up against yours any day. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. All right, so we're going to close out the show here, but I did want to also mention, make sure to come join our free Discord server. There's a link in the episode description. It's free. Come hang out with us. No reason not to. We'd love to have you there. You can check out all of our social media at Multiplayer Pod. And then once again, if you want to help support the show, come subscribe on Apple subscriptions, or you can visit our Patreon page, which is forwarded from MultiplayerSquad.com. So we're looking forward to our next episode. We will be back with a deep dive episode on Monday. Josh and I are going to do that live walking on conveyor belts because (laughs) we're going to be deep diving satisfactory. And we will have that for you guys on Monday.
That's I'm looking forward to that episode, man. That's going to be a fun one to talk about. I think so, too. All right. We'll see you guys on Monday, and we'll talk about Satisfactory then. See you, everybody.